This is Two Halves with Shannon Byrne on ABC Grandstand Digital. Yes, hello. Welcome to the Two Halves, our Monday edition, where we have a look at everything that's happened over the NRL. And great to have your company on digital radio and also Radio Australia. Boy, oh boy, were there some blowouts in the scores this weekend. And uh, no doubt, if you're a fan of uh, one of the clubs that uh, had a thrashing over the weekend, you can be reassured that you weren't the only club. There was a, probably three score lines that weren't pretty. And if you're a Raiders fan, unfortunately, it's now gone down as your biggest losing margin to date. So no doubt you won't want to be probably re- reliving too many of those moments throughout the weekend when uh, Storm had very much the better part of your uh, 80 minutes. And it was, in the end, a very ugly score line. But let's start with the Friday night games and uh, well it doesn't get much closer does it than a draw and Newcastle and the Brisbane Broncos played out an 18-all draw after a scoreless but exciting period of extra time in Newcastle. Knights captain Jared Mullen missed with four field goal attempts in 10 crazy minutes of golden point his third and fourth shots both shading the upright after his first two were desperately charged down by the Broncos. It was a thrilling finish in the end. And let's hear now from the Broncos, Ben Hannett. He caught up with Michael Hodgson to talk about just uh, his thoughts on the game and what it's like to play a draw in the NRL. I'm in Brisbane, big man, Benny Hannett. Benny Hannett, nail-biting stuff in the end. It was a tough one at the end there. We really let ourselves go out there back in that second half. And Newcastle are a good team and... They fought back and how unfortunately we don't get the two points. They seem to come out of the blocks really hard nights, obviously scored first, but from then on you look to be winning the arm wrestle. Yeah, it seemed like we are winning the arm wrestle for most of the match. Just uh, a few little phases there where we lost momentum and they really capitalised on it and then the game really turned. You don't go away empty-handed. You obviously get one point with the draw finishing at extra time. It must be frustrating at times, especially with your lineup. Obviously, not, the lineup of the Brisbane Broncos not to be featuring higher on the ladder at this time in the season. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. And you know, hopefully this one point doesn't hurt us at the back end now. We win the rest of our matches. So we'll just go back and obviously we'll just focus on our next game. It's at home and make sure we get the two points there. And that was Ben Hannett talking after his side's 18-all thriller against the Newcastle Knights. Uh, the Broncos, well, they share the points in the stalemate, but it does keep their finals hopes flickering. But they will be, uh, no doubt, talking about the lead that they did blow. It was 18-10 to 10 with eight minutes remaining in regulation time. There was another game on Friday night, and it was, uh, well, at halftime it was a, a thrilling game, but... Uh, The second 40 minutes from the Sydney Roosters really did show why they deserve to be on top of the ladder at the moment. They had a commanding 42-6 thrashing of the Panthers in Penrith. And uh, let's hear now from uh, Anthony Minicello. I spoke to him straight after their win because with about 10 minutes to go, Anthony Minicello came off the field. And the first thing that everybody wanted to know, was it for a little bit of a rest or was there an injury concern? Anthony Minicello's kindly joined us. Uh, heavily iced uh, right knee. Uh, I guess, Anthony, were you coming off just for, for precautionaries or is it actually an injury? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Hopefully it's just precautionary. We'll probably get a scan on it, but hopefully it's just a hyperextension. So... Um, yeah, well, I just have to wait and see. 
And just in terms, I guess, of uh, moving the team around, when you look at what the team can do, you know, no offence with you not being out there, but it's it's a pretty big luxury to have to be able to quickly switch some players around with no notice and still still go on with the business. Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got really good structure within the team. You know, if uh, players out, then we're well covered in, in any area. So, um, yeah, we're fortunate there. We've got um, good players and, and, and good structure behind us. And as a captain of a side that's uh, just kept a, a team scoreless in the second half, uh, how proud of you of this team? And I guess was that the instructions from Trent Robinson uh, to, to really look at that last 40 minutes? Yeah, we, you know, we pride ourselves on defence and I uh, thought they, they started better tonight and they got the jump on us and we're a bit disjointed and we still gave away a lot of penalties, which we um, you know, have to rectify that. But we came out in the second half and, and played some good footy and, and held in the nil, so was, that was a pleasing thing. And just quickly on the penalties, uh, how frustrating is it though as a teammate when someone maybe gives a way a penalty that's in your control as, a, as, as your player, you know, a little too long on the play or a hand in the play. Is that something that you get a little frustrated with? Yeah, there's, there's obviously some there that we have to look at. Um, offside's probably non-negotiable stuff. That we've had probably one or two of them tonight and hand on the ball. But um, yeah, we'll probably sit back and look at, look at it again this week and, and try and uh, get better at it. Well, congratulations. Uh, 42 to 6, uh, pretty impressive win tonight. Thanks for talking to ABC Grandstand. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ivan, where did it all go wrong? Uh, I guess, were they just too good on the night or did maybe Panthers not come to, to play the game that you wanted? Oh, no, I, don't, I don't think that's fair at all. I think um, you know, we certainly turned up and you know, we um, were certainly beaten by a better side. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, a few things didn't go our way. We lost um, Sikamano and... Adam Docker fractured hands in the first half, and that you know that doesn't help when you're playing the Roosters, doesn't help when you're playing anybody. And um, I mean, you know, we had some chances that we didn't um, didn't convert, and in the end, we didn't, we couldn't build enough pressure right throughout the game. And against that side, you're going to do it really tough, and, and that's how it turned out. No doubt the Roosters will be sweating on the injury to his knee and uh, hopefully resting it up for the run into the final series. And talking about injuries, it was a similar circumstance on Saturday when the North Queensland Cowboys put one of the most tumultuous week in the club's history behind them to come out and thrash the Premiership contenders South Sydney 30-12 to in Townsville. The talking point of that game is captain of the Rabbitohs, John Sutton, was helped from the field with an ankle sprain that may keep him out for several weeks. And that is a very big talking point as the Rabbitohs slipped to second on the ladder. The Roosters took the lead, but Minicello and John Sutton, two big names for two ladder-leading clubs that now need to sit back and wait. And obviously with the Rabbitohs, this is a huge blow considering that they are still without their main man, Greg Inglis, who is also out with injury. But it was uh, an interesting night in uh, Townsville, to say the least, after the huge news that Neil Henry would be not needed after this season. Well, the North Queensland Cowboys came out and put on a display that maybe if they'd had it up until now, he would have kept his job. It was a very, very impressive performance by the Cowboys and led by their captain, Jonathan Thurston. That was Saturday's game in Townsville, but in Saturday's other matches, Cronulla held off a spirited Warriors outfit to post an 18-14 win at Mount Smart Stadium. And it was uh, Cronulla who, uh, well, they were pretty impressive. They consolidated their position inside the top eight with the two competition points, although two late tries to the Warriors 
saw a very close finish indeed and they nearly did snatch the victory. The Cronulla side did lead 18-4 with 10 minutes left on the clock before Conrad Haral and Manavatavai scored for the host but it proved a little too late and also 5'8", Todd Carney and returning captain Paul Gallen for the Cronulla Sharks. They led the way and that lifts them to fifth with the result in Auckland. Let's hear now though from the Warriors coach Matthew Elliott and his thoughts on his team's performance. Matt, a four-point loss. What's your initial reaction to that? Oh, I think more than the, the numbers on the scoreboard, I'm just disappointed in our, um, our performance tonight. It, it lacked energy, lacked focus and... Um, and obviously you know, that that reflected in the points ultimately. But, yeah, we we got a pretty dis- disappointed dressing room. Execution, the biggest issue? Exec- you know, when you start seeing drop balls and that sort of stuff, you guys will focus on it, and that's understandable. But that's a result. That's a result of guys not you know, making the having their skill crisp is, again, another, you know, another indicator that our focus wasn't where it needed to be. Well, you had a tough game last against the Storm last week. Do you think that might have had a little bit taken some uh, some edit. I've got a different opinion to that with you know other high quality performances and you know we certainly you know monitored the players load really closely this week and gave them the opportunity to freshen up you know I just think that there was some probably some external distractions that that perhaps you know got got our eye off the ball we got a little in front of ourselves yeah because you've got to run on at the moment with you going into this game you'd, you'd won a few so do you think that sort of sort of built up the expectation of winning another one was starting to sort of show a little bit oh, I think it's a fair expectation you know I'm if you have a think about some of the teams that we've been able to to defeat during you know the last couple of months you know where you know there's, there's no fluke so again it wasn't so much the winning and losing tonight it was it was the quality of our performance and we lost against South and I think that we were pretty happy with our performance that night even though you know there were some areas that we wanted to brush up on tonight was you know the the predominant emotion through the change room is disappointment because uh, you know we, we didn't play anywhere near you knew that the forward pack of Cronulla would pose problems for you because they've got some some big units do, do you feel that they probably out outmarked your your pack well, that's always going to be the case when you're applicating. We've got a decent forward pack too, and you know if you know if we played with the energy and and the application that we have been over the last period, it would have been a much better better contest there. In saying that, and as disappointed as we all are, you know it was a close game, and we probably should have iced the game. You know, with about five minutes to go, we had an opportunity when we make it made a break down our right hand side and. And guys just didn't make the effort to get in a position to receive a pass. Yeah, Sean Johnson had a sort of a mixed game. He was uh, superb at times, but down on other areas. Yeah, and I think that that's a, a real indicator of what most players did. You know, we had some players come up with some really great ind- individual efforts, and then you know, they balanced it out with some stuff that you know that I haven't seen from them for a long time. And that's New Zealand Warriors coach Matt Elliott talking after his side's uh, four-point loss to Cronulla. It was 18-14 at Mount Smart Stadium for the Cronulla Sharks. And, well, what a tough period for the Warriors. They had a great win last week against the Storm, a loss at home, and now have to go and face Manly. Talking about Manly, they were the final game to round out Saturday night. They took on the Eels, and it was another game that saw a blowout in the scoreline. Less than a month after chalking up a 50-10 to win over Ricky Stewart's side at Brookvale Oval, the Seagulls romped to another convincing win in front of a crowd of uh, a little over 11,000. 
Well, the losing streak is the Eels' worst since 1995 and with visits to Brisbane, Newcastle and Melbourne in their last four matches to come, their long-suffering supporters could well be waiting until next year to see their team win a game. In the end, it was a very impressive Manly. They added to the Eels' woe. They thrashed them 40-6. to Let's hear now from the Manly coach, Jeff Toovey, and he was chatting with Richard Svensson after the match. Well, Jeff, are you a fairly satisfied coach tonight on that performance? Uh, yeah, look, I'm very pleased with our, with our defence. I thought, um, you know, uh, Paramount threw everything they had at us, particularly that opening 20 minutes. Um, so I'm very pleased with our defence. Was that the sort of game that you thought that they'd try and do some expansive football tonight? Yeah, look, they've got nothing to lose, uh, obviously, and um, they throw the ball around. They've got some great individual players in their side. Um, and, again, they're in that position where they can try anything. Early shifts, kicks early, all those, all those sort of trick shots. So we had to be on our game tonight, and I thought we did that. You're up by 16-0 at halftime. What's your main message to the playing group? Is it about trying to keep it to zero or scoring some points? No, I thought we just had to be a little bit more disciplined. I thought, um, you know, while some of the penalties were dubious, I thought we just had to be a little bit more ruthless there um, and and make sure that we, we didn't give them any opportunities. So, again, focusing on our defence, and I, I also knew that, you know, the, the our attack, which has been quite good over the last couple of weeks, would just come. The second half gave us some opportunities to maybe put on some set plays. It seemed the team was particularly happy with Brett Stewart's try. Oh, yeah, look, you know, it's, I think it's one of those training things. Eventually they come off. <laughs> if he got smashed, he probably would be never doing it again. But, look, you know, um, look, the boys um, are always trying to trying different things, and, and fortunately for us, I suppose, one of those things came off tonight. It's a real log jam up there at the top of the ladder, so even though you're expected to beat Parramatta, you still got to do a job. Yeah, it's very difficult. Um, it's very difficult to get the boys up for, for these types of games. But saying that, last year we came in a similar situation earlier on in the year, though, and expected to win, and Parramatta, as I said, pulled our pants down. So, you know, we were well aware that uh, they're a quality team of, of players, and we just need to... I thought, they, I thought they played very well tonight too, mind you, but I thought our defence was good. A couple of new buys for you guys, Brenton Lawrence and Justin Horro. You've really seemed to have got not just a lot out of them tonight, but for the whole season in general. Yeah, look, they're quality players, but this is a quality club, club to come to. I think, um, you know, there's some great individual players in our side, and the culture here at Manly is a wonderful thing, and I think that's been shown over, the, over many decades. And a final one for you. It doesn't get any easier next week. You're going to play a, a pretty desperate Warriors side. Yeah, look, I think they've been playing some great football. They got us um, over there the first round, um, 18 points to 16. Only two points. You know, it's a tough game, always against the, the Warriors. Big physical side, um, so it's going to be tough. Jeff Ward on the victory tonight. Thanks for talking to ABC Grandstand. Cheers. And that was Manly's winning coach from Saturday night, Jeff Toovey, talking about their 40-6 to convincing win over the Parramatta Eels. The Two Halves Monday with Shannon Byrne on ABC Grandstand Digital. And taking a look at the two games on Sunday, well, Melbourne proved to be unlucky 13 for Canberra as the visitors snapped the home side's 12-game winning streak in the nation's capital with another blowout in scores in rugby league over the weekend. It was 68-4, to that's right, 68 points run in by the Melbourne Storm and Canberra could only manage four on Sunday afternoon in the nation's capital. The Raiders had not lost at Canberra Stadium since July 29 
last year, 2012, but that unbelievable streak had not seen them face the defending Premier Storm at all. Melbourne was staring down the barrel of three straight losses after falling to last year's runner-up Canterbury and the Warriors in succession. But they came out the mighty storm and they did their name justice as they blew away the hapless Raiders in a 12 tries to one humiliation and it was a phenomenal effort in the end. Skipper Cameron Smith finished with 20 points from his 10 conversions, moving into the NRL's top 10 for goal kickers in the process. Here's the thoughts of a very happy Storm coach and probably relieved after their run into the game against Canberra, Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, uh, back in 1989, Dave Ferner was your ball boy. Halfway through that uh, second half, did you feel at all like giving a bit of a mercy rule? Oh, no, not really. Um, you know, like, uh, it's probably going to happen to me someday as well. So, uh, yeah, like I say, you don't really think of uh, David. I'm thinking of him now, obviously. It's, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a pleasant film, I wouldn't imagine. But, like I say, it just seemed to be a bit of a blur. And, you know, to, I think we're all stunned whether you're, you're a Raiders uh, player or, or coach or, or a fan. You know, and I think the all the, the Melbourne people are as well. It's just it didn't seem like that was was the score, you know. So, um, but anyway, like I say, I was real, real happy with the way our guys applied themselves. You know, our ball control was really, really good uh, last week. You know, I thought we'd done some real good things with our attack last week, but we just couldn't seem to finish off some of our structures where today we did, and uh, so that was a real big improvement for us. And I thought our defence sort of got back to somewhere where uh, you know where we'd like it at this time of year. Is that announcing to the rest of the contenders in the competition that Melbourne are well and truly back? Oh well, again, yeah, we'd, we'd like to think there was, um, you know, some certainly some some real positives um, today after you know what what we've sort of probably shown the last four or six weeks. So, um, I, you know, I don't think we're trying to make any statement there. We're just probably trying to make a bit of a statement to ourselves, to be quite honest, and realise you know that the effort and the attitude that we've got to have, you know, to, to play like that, and. Um, like I say, uh, the last couple of weeks hasn't been great. There were some really good signs last week, but uh, there's some things there that um, you know, we, had, we had to really try and improve in. We worked really hard during the week on that, and um, like I say, they, uh, they come out today. But again, we, you, know, you just can't expect it to keep happening unless we you know, put that, that, that effort in, and uh, that's uh, you know, one thing that uh, we need to, look, uh, to learn from today. Apart from Morris Blair's injury, was there anything you didn't like out of today? Yeah, probably... Um, their first try, you know, well, the, say the first try, their, their try, you know, again, they come off a, a set piece and um, we're very aware of, uh, they, they'd be using young Milford off scrubs and um, so we probably didn't handle that as, it's probably a bit of a different play than what we, we you know, seen him uh, be involved in, but um, probably wasn't so happy that uh, we didn't handle that so well, but <laughs> you'd have to be, uh, you'd be pretty picky if you found, you know, too many other things that, uh, that weren't right today, but like I say, our, our big challenge now is to Make sure uh, we get over this. You know, uh, you know, we'll certainly enjoy it. And um, but you know, we got a game again on Friday night, so it's only a five-day turnaround. And um, we're playing against the uh, the competition leaders or equal competition leaders. So uh, you know, we just make sure we get our heads back on. And um, you know, as I said, you know, going uh, the South game with this sort of attitude, make sure we put you know that sort of effort in. And um, you know, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be competitive. And uh, Mahe Fanui has been out of the top grade for a, a while now. He's come back with an emphatic statement. Could you assume he's going to be in there for a while again now? Yeah, I think he'll be in there for, uh, certainly next week. And then, uh, you know, again, we just take week by week, especially with uh, the younger guys. And, um, you know, the, the last thing we need Mahi's doing is getting overconfident or complacent with uh, his spot in the side. But it was tre- tremendous day. Like, he done a couple of freaky things, as, as we all saw. But, you know, to me, the most 
pleasing thing about uh, his game was uh, a couple of defensive actions. He took a couple of high kicks, got up above um, uh, you know, their right hand side. I think you know, Jack White and um, Shandor Earl were both good jumpers, and you know, he caught a couple of those. And yeah, he made a couple of good tackles as well. There was one there where he came in on White, and um, you know, which probably the reason he hasn't been in first grade for a few weeks. And uh, so to me, that was the most pleasing thing. And um, we all saw there today what he can do. He's, got, he's certainly a talented kid, but just being consistent, especially with the defensive side of it, and uh, not becoming complacent is uh, the important things for him. And that was Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy talking about his side's uh, pretty impressive performance, 68-4. to They won over the Canberra Raiders in Canberra yesterday. And also yesterday's late game was played in perfect conditions at Skilled Park. The Titans revived their top eight aspirations and snapped a four-match losing streak with the 30-point win over the hapless Tigers. The victory lifts the Gold Coast Titans to ninth spot, just one point out of the eight, and that's with five games to go. It was a very impressive performance at home. And, well, one man that uh, is still scratching his head after his team's performance this year It is Mick Potter, and Mick Potter shared his thoughts with ABC Grandstand following their big loss over the weekend. And it's a disappointing performance. Just talking about Dave Taylor, uh, he's a a bit of an enigma for the Gold Coast Club. Do you sort of look from afar and just think to yourself, you know, why is it taking so long before we we see this sort of performance? Um, I've watched, watched... Dave Taylor just in, in passing with the um, with the games and yeah he hasn't probably done what he done today but but um, I think he's been quite quite handy for them and even though the stats haven't read like that in the past for for quality but I think I think he's been been fairly steady for them and, and today he, he showed what he can be, can do. How hard is it for you, a team that's out of finals reckoning, to turn up each week and, and be competitive? And, and you have got one of your major halves heading off away from the sport as well. How difficult are the challenges that are facing you at the moment? Oh, it's just, I, I don't know the degree of difficulty, but, but at the moment, when you're not winning games, confidence is down and, and getting, getting guys to get back up for the next week is, is a challenge. And, but it's what they choose to do and, and they love doing it otherwise they wouldn't do it and, and we want to we want to get some get some wins before the end of the year and to give our fans something to cheer about and we want to we have a smile on our face when we walk in the sheds after a game Are you confident that you'll be able to have that smile after you play Parramatta next week? I'll have a look I'll have a look at the um, at their game and um, you know, I was confident in the last four weeks to try and get a result so you know what I'll be confident in our players every time we run out. And a lot of concern for Robbie Farrer. Can you bring us up to date with how he is? Yeah, he had a dislocated knuckle um, and finger. And, you know, he was, it was just a risk if we brought him back on and, you know, he wasn't confident in it, so it was best to leave him off. And that's West Tigers coach Mick Potter after his side's 30-point loss over the Gold Coast Titans. One more game to go tonight, and that will conclude this round of NRL action. And, well, hopefully your team wasn't on 
the end of one of the three thrashings over the weekend. Let's hope the scoreline doesn't blow out tonight because it's the Bulldogs who are heading off to Cogra Oval to play the St George Illawarra and it was big news over the last couple of days for the Dragons after their fullback Josh Dugan put pen to paper and he'll be looking to come out and no doubt repay the club and the fans that have embraced him since coming to the club from the Canberra Raiders during the season. And Nathan Fiend from the Dragons caught up with Ned Hall, Quentin Hull and Warren Boland to preview tonight's game and also talk about the Dragons' season. Pretty pumped uh, um, you know, to be back at home. Our last two outings there haven't been particularly particularly good. We've, in fact, haven't scored a point, so you know the boys are pretty... Yeah, I guess pretty excited to get back there and try and show our faithful fans that um, you know what we can do in this competition. And you'd had you'd had those two results there, but obviously you had that result against the Rabbitohs, which which surprised a lot of people. Does that give you a bit of a lift? Can you still take something from that, even though you've had a defeat since that game? Can you still take something out of that match, just in terms of the way you performed that night? Well, I think we can, and I think we did. Um, you know, moving into the Raiders game, but. Yeah, we're just just at the wrong time. We're just not finishing off our, our movements. You know, we're just not clinical enough at this stage. Um, you know, we've obviously had a lot of injuries throughout the year and we've got a lot of young guys filling in. You know, and these young guys are doing a tremendous job for us. But at this stage, we're just um, we're just not icing, putting the icing on the cake, so to speak. So, yeah, we're, we're, we are in a rebuilding phase, but, you know, we're very confident in our ability and what we can do. And, you know, we showed that against South Sydney, but those results have just been too few and far between this year for us. You know, we've been in... A lot of footy games throughout the course of the year, you know, eight to ten points. And, you know, if a couple of years ago, the side that we would have had, you know, I would have backed, our, backed ourselves to beat most of those sides on the given night. But, it, you know, for whatever reason, we're just not getting across the line at this stage. And, you know, the NRL is a tough competition. If you're, you know, if you're not able to build pressure and, you know, score those points, it makes it very hard against the top teams. And just before I throw it up to, to Quentin and Warren, you talk about being in a rebuilding phase and, and an important piece seems to have gone into place this week with, with Josh Dugan committing long-term to the Dragons. How, how, what's his impact been at the club just in and around the squad of players as well since, since he arrived, maybe in a, slightly controversially after the way he left Canberra? Has he been a, a good addition in terms of in, in the dressing room? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, obviously... Um, most footy clubs, you know, need those class players or the X factor, and you know, Dugas definitely provides that for us. And you know, you mentioned the the controversy that surrounded his departure from Canberra. You wouldn't have thought that, you know, in the minute that he got to the Dragons, he's been one of the you know more professional guys among you know amongst the guys. He's um, he's always there doing his extras, and you know, he speaks very very well for a young guy as well, which you know sort of surprised me. And he's helped helped definitely helped my game out playing in the halves this you know this back end of the year. So. We've struck up a pretty good combination together, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough again. Obviously, the Bulldogs um, this week. You know, the club, um, you know, has signed um, Adam Quinlan as well um, during the week, so I know he's bouncing, bouncing out of his skin, ready to go. And um, you know, the club's recruited very well. So long term, the, the future of uh, the Dragons is in pretty good hands. And you know, looking shorter term, obviously, the, the Bulldogs are going to get a really good challenge tomorrow night. Uh, Nathan, it's Quentin Hull here. I just want to um, find out what uh, you guys are trying to uh, achieve within yourselves and what you're trying to show to your uh, supporters in the run to the end of the season because you're not going to be able to play uh, finals unless something miraculous happens mathematically. But uh, yeah, I mean, what are you trying to get out of this last patch of the year? Oh, look, I think we're just trying trying to find a bit of consistency. Um, you know, I've been involved with sides that are, have, have been in this situation, both at the Cowboys and the Warriors, and 
yeah, you, you just never know. So you know, while while you know, in the back of our, our minds, you know, the season um, is almost gone in terms of playing final football. You know, you, you still need to challenge yourself week in, week out. And as soon as you step across that line, it doesn't matter what you've done the previous week. And you know, we found that out. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we beat South Sydney, we were able to get a really, really good win. Um, headed back home down to down to Wollongong and weren't able to get the points against the against the Raiders. So look, it's a it's a young squad. Um, you know, we we're getting better and better each week, and the guys, you know, starting to get a little bit more experience now. So, you know, it it definitely hurts where we are. Um, none of the players, you know, like looking at the ladder and seeing where we are because we believe we're a lot better side. But you know, I think there's probably 16 other teams that you know feel the same as well. So at the end of the day, we just need to try and get a bit more consistent and a bit more clinical with what we do. And uh, a totally um, different, different point. Um, do you reckon Benji Marshall should be a part of New Zealand's World Cup squad? Oh, it's a good, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. But um, look, I guess New Zealand at the moment are just blessed with some really talented players. And if he, if he was available for, you know, if the rules stated that he was, it definitely caused a few headaches with regards to, you know, around the selection table with Mooks. Um, you know, because we've got Sean Johnson who's playing some fantastic football. Um, Kieran Foran has been a standout all year for Manly, so is Benji playing good enough football to make that side? Well, you know, I'm not too sure at this stage. The Tigers are sort of languishing down where, where the Dragons are at the moment, so, you know, obviously from, from my point of view, it'd be, it's going to be a sad day when he leaves Rugby League because he's, you know, done so much for the game and, um, you know, I really feel for the guy, but, yeah, if we're talking about World Cups, um, you know, he was, he was instrumental in what happened in 2008. And um, you know the Kiwis obviously held held the trophy a loss. So yeah, it's it's a tough one, mate. It's a tough. Did I answer the <laughs> well, question or pretty it. much that on the fence there? Yeah, you never know with an injury, I suppose. But uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Warren Bowen. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, uh, just on Josh Dugan, uh, he copped a bit of concussion last week. He's fine for tomorrow, is he? Maybe he did his uh, cog cog test. I think they're called, um, you know, the head tests and everything that you need to pass after a concussion this morning. And he came through that with flying colours and and trained, um, you know, really well for us this morning. So yeah, he he's ready to go and will be a definite starter. And that was Nathan Feener from the Dragons, and that's looking ahead to tonight's game. The Bulldogs are off to Cogra Oval to take on the Dragons. Thank you so much for your company today. As I mentioned all throughout this program, hopefully your team wasn't on the end of an absolute thrashing that we saw some of the teams partake in. And it was an interesting round, to say the least. I think more so some of the margins. I'm Shannon Byrne. Thank you so much for your company. And just a reminder, join Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue on Friday for the two halves where they preview everything that's happening in the NRL. Thanks for your